You are listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, episode number 21. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Secrets of Star Wars. And we are, of course, going to talk about the most important news of 2014, at least for Star Wars fans. And that is the new teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Joining me today to talk about every nook and cranny of this teaser trailer is my good friend Dom Bettinelli. May the force be with you, Father. And also with your spirit. <laughs> so, Dom, where were you when this happened? Well, it was it was Friday morning, and I was at home with my family because I had the day off. And uh, uh, actually, no, I'm sorry, it was Friday afternoon because I had to do I had to work I had to help somebody uh, Friday morning, so I couldn't watch it when everybody else watched it. So I rushed home after that. I got home, went in, turned on my Apple TV, gathered the little kitties around, and said, "Watch this." And uh, uh, and and I, and I watched it, and my wife rolled her eyes. She said, "Well, that's kind of cool." And I said, "Okay, I'm going to watch it again, and then again." <laughs> and everybody else wandered away, and I kept watching it. Uh, so it was, I was so excited. I, I mean, this is, in a way, I, I hate to harp, keep harping on this because all our Star Wars fans always do, but it's almost like the the prequels never happened, and this is the first Star Wars movie in 30 years. That's that's how it felt like to me because it had the Falcon and it had you know Tatooine. And, well, I mean, we had Tatooine the other one, but we had you know the stormtroopers. I mean, it just felt like this is Star Wars for the first time in thirty years, and so I was. I'm still I'm still on a high with it. Yeah, I I feel exactly the same. I, I I was very surprised that the trailer was published this early because they of course announced that it would be uh, um, played before a number of movies in a, a select uh, number of, of of movie theaters, and of course none of those movie theaters happen to be in the Netherlands where I live. So <laughs> I was uh, prepared for, for uh, see having to wait until someone would film this illegally and put it up on a in a in a shaky YouTube video and lo and behold even before the trailer was shown in theaters uh they published it in glorious a hd and i had exactly the same feeling i was elation I, I was cheering in front of my computer and had to watch it over and over again it just awakened um the the little kid in me the, the, the Star Wars kid. And that's how giddy I felt. And I think a lot of Star Wars fans reacted in the same way. Well, let's waste not too much time because I think we need our 60 minutes to, uh, to analyze this trailer. It's only 88 seconds long, but we will squeeze every drop out of those 88 seconds. Here is the sound of the trailer. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it?
I cranked up the volume <laughs> to the max. <laughs> and and this, of course, is just the sound of the trailer. Um, and I realized, just listening to the sound of this, uh, that there are also quite a few interesting tidbits in, in the sound of this trailer. Uh, uh, I, you recognize sounds from both the um, episodes, well, the trilogy 4, 5, and 6, and also some prequel sounds. And, um, and there are some hidden sounds that could, could also reveal some, some clues about what we're actually looking at. So, Dom, um, let's start with um, uh, our, our, our analysis, uh, beginning with the sandy planet that we see. Um, <clears throat> this, of course, is this, it must be what they filmed in Abu Dhabi, although I've seen spy pictures from uh, certain sets built at Pinewood Studios that also do a terrific job recreating this sandy planet and uh it almost looks as if this was of of the if those scenes were also filmed outside so but i i think this must be you know a real a real location um and and there was something that struck me um when re-listening to the sound of this trailer and that was that the music in the background you hear the violins and this is all the new John Williams score, by the way, which has already been recorded, or at least part of it has been recorded. Um, it's almost as if they took certain, they sampled the sound and they inverted it. There are these strange noises in the background that indicate that something is wrong, something is off, and it's like this. Just listen to it through your headphones, and you'll you'll uh, you'll notice that there's there is a hint that something is off. And immediately afterwards, we see John Boyega. And this is the confirmation of what we've been talking about for, for months. And that is that he would actually be one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, well, there was also the rumor that he would be a, a stormtrooper that had defected or something along those lines. What was your take on, on his appearance? Well, you, we, we always assume that the Sandy Planet is Tatooine, and I guess that's a good assumption. I, I, I hate the, 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 the science fiction trope where uh, all planets in the universe except Earth are monoclimate and monoculture, but mm-hmm. okay, well, let's just assume for the sake of argument they don't want to confuse us and it's a Tatooine. So, Hold on. I want to I wanna interject something. Uh, because at the end of the trailer, you see this pursuit of the Millennium Falcon and those two TIE fighters, right? Over sand. Over sand. Yep. And it kind of feels like that is the same planet. It's it's very likely that that's the same planet that we're looking at at the beginning of the trailer. However, someone enhanced uh, the sky in the background, and there's only one sun. Interesting. And we know that Tatooine has two suns. Could this mean that they just forgot the other sun and it's something they're going to add in post-production? Well, I'm pretty sure that we're looking there at a fully digital shot. So the chances yeah. that they just forgot one of the two suns is pretty are, are pretty slim. Mm. And there have been some rumors going around that this is not Tatooine, that it looks like Tatooine, but it's it's a different planet. It, it I I I, something tells me that it has to be Tatooine because that's that's the that it's just one of those. It's pillars. the visual grammar of yeah of Star Wars. That's you know de- desert planet is or desert you know you know in Star Wars is Tatooine. But you know, like I said, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be. But you know, that's a it, it's an interesting open question. I mean, we we don't want to make any assumptions there but uh, it's an interesting open question so you know some people have speculated well maybe he was the pilot of one of those tie fighters getting shot down mm-hmm. 
uh, although I have to say, we in in uh, Star Wars uh, four, five, and six, the the Tie Fighter pilots always wore black yep. uh, outfits, not the white stormtrooper. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible, but you know, it's an open question. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning uh, away from it. So here he is. He's, he's, he's on the. You know, he, he pops up <laughs> from the bottom of the frame. Just that was of, a very lost type of of uh, thing. Yes, uh, it's, it's a trick, a visual trick that J.J. Abrams used, or well, not Abrams. He, he only directed the first episode, the pilot episode of Lost. But this was definitely one of those moments where I immediately thought, "Oh, that's J.J. Abrams." Yes, that's one of his signature shots. Uh, and he's got this look on his face, this uh, concerned, uh, uh, almost like he just woke up or, you know, gained consciousness and is lost. You know, yes. there's that, that, that look, uh, scared, uh, unknowing, like, where am I? What am I doing here? How did I get here? That, that feeling you have when you've, you've, you know, you've woken up someplace strange. Um, so there's that and he kind of turns around and you, so you, get a, you get a nice front and back view of the stormtrooper. Yeah. And it seems to me seems to be slightly modified stormtrooper armor. This is yeah. not exactly the same as this, the the armor that we saw. Actually, it looks more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, new, it's you know newer in a sense. Yes. Yes. Sneaker. Now, of course, lots of speculation about what's going on here. Um, there have been rumors again, um, and perhaps even more than rumors. These seem to be quite credible, um, you know, pieces of information coming from the inside of the production. Um, especially the website makingstarwars.net has posted quite a few spoilers, and to me, it it's it, it it's obvious that this is real information. This has to be someone from the inside who is leaking these details because everything fits. And according to those rumors, um, there is concept art, and we've seen part of that concept art before. We've talked about it at length, and a lot of the images in the trailer confirm the veracity of that um, and reliability of, of, of those sources because that concept art is actually something that we see, uh, but then, you know, for real in this tra- in this teaser trailer. So those sources tell us that there is a piece of concept art that shows a TIE fighter that, crashed, that has crashed in the sand. And um, it's very likely that John Boyega was on board of one of those TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, if you look at the final few seconds uh, of of that glorious pursuit of the Millennium Falcon uh, by the two TIE fighters, it almost seems as if these two TIE fighters are shooting at each other. The the one that is behind seems to be shooting at the the, the TIE fighter in front of it. It's very hard to to see because it's you know it's just two seconds or even less, but. That could lend credence to credence to the to the this idea that actually um, John Boyega is is a stormtrooper, and or might be a special forces uh, you know kind of a pilot plus stormtrooper um, that was shot down, not by the Millennium Falcon but by you know another Tie Fighter, so he might be on the run. And uh, there is more information that seems to, you know, go in this into the same direction. So this could almost be as if the Millennium Falcon almost bumps into these Tie Fighters by accident. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they are flying towards each other, right? The the Falcon is flying toward the two Tie yeah. Fighters, yes. and that doesn't make sense. If the, if if it's the Millennium Falcon that is, per, per, um, that has it's been. Um, Chased, well, he, chased by these Tie Fighters, then they would be coming from the other side. Well, he just performed an, uh, an Immelman maneuver. The the Falcon did. Oh, that's so- true. That's true. Yeah, he did the same maneuver as we know from the the asteroid, right? 
Yes, exactly. So, I mean, so, but that doesn't invalidate the idea that perhaps um, that Boyega is on one of them. And, and maybe he's wearing uh, regular Stormtrooper gear because he commandeered a TIE fighter. I mean, there's a lot of story mm-hmm. uh, possibilities that could explain why um, a Stormtrooper in regular gear would be inside a regular uh, Tie fighter, so that that you know, so that's that's entirely possible that uh, that we've got that that you know maybe he's just not a regular Tie fighter pilot, or he is a regular Tie fighter pilot who was wearing stormtrooper armor for some other reason. Yeah, there is so. one more secret in in this uh, in these few seconds that we see John Boyega. There is a sound in the background. Did you identify it? Uh, no, I, I'm not. I don't remember the sound. It is a, it is the sound of an Imperial probe droid. It's oh, just right. exactly the same sound that you hear on the planet of Hoth. You know that... <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, yes. And the fact that you hear that sound and you see John Boyega, you know, kind of in... Uh, he's panicking or at least he, he, he's, he's not <laughs> relaxed. Could this mean that there is actually an Imperial probe droid in the neighborhood? Uh, looking for him, perhaps even shooting at him. Who knows? Right, and yeah, maybe it's the sound of that uh, Imperial probe droid that wakes him up. Yeah, and perhaps that's why he's turning around, just to see where the thing is. Yep. And we could get uh, almost a a parallel scene um, compared to the ones that we saw on the planet Hoth with Han and and, and Chewie uh, shooting the probe droid, and perhaps we will see the same kind of scene here uh, in the desert sand. And he shoots the droid, uh, the probe droid. Th- that's my speculation because I believe that, you know, if if this is true that he crashed on 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 this sandy planet, just assume I'm just going to assume that it's it's Tatooine because of the other artwork that is has been uh, implemented on this planet. You know, the 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 trade post where Kira probably sells her stuff um, has a lot of hut hutties uh, architecture. And mm-hmm. it kind of seems to be strange that this would be on another planet. But anyway, um, so let's say he he crashed on this planet. The for for whatever reason, other stormtroopers, uh, tie fighters, are trying to find him. Um, there might be this probe droid uh, that is hunting him. Uh, and I think it it would give a, a really interesting first part of the or a first um, how would you call that first act of the movie. Where right. where there there is there is immediately this sense of urgency, and then if um, another rumor is true that it's actually Kira who finds him, and the two of them somehow team up, and then you get all sorts of very interesting possibilities in terms of relation development. Where at first, of course, he is not at all enamored by the <laughs> the character of Kira, and then bit by bit, you know, these two tough young people might actually get to to like each other. Uh, th- that would also explain some of the other images that we see later on in the teaser trailer, where we see a whole bunch of stormtroopers landing. Mm-hmm. Um, this could mean that if this follows the the structure that we see in Empire Strikes Back, um, that you know there too, the, it was the probe droid that figured out that the rebels were hiding there on Hoth, and that triggered an invasion of Hoth with the ATATs, And so in this movie, it could be the same, that uh, the probe droid before it was shot down, I'm just speculation that, that he's, uh, the droid will be shot down by, um, uh, perhaps, but actually might, might be shot down by Kira. <laughs> now that I think of it. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that's what she's 
rescuing him from, not just rescuing him from the wreckage of the TIE fighter, but perhaps uh, he's, he's about to get shot by the probe droid, and then she arrives and shoots the probe droid. Well, if, and if, and if uh, our speculation is correct in that the Falcon was involved in uh, whatever happened to get him you know, shot down, um, maybe she was flying it. If, if, it, if it holds true that, that she is, in fact, uh, Han Solo's daughter. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. A girl at the helm of, uh, of, of the Millennium Falcon. How cool would that be if she's a, uh, a pilot? Mm-hmm. As well as a scavenger. Yeah, well, and we've 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 seen some of the concept art that leaked, and some of the other uh, story elements that have been talked about, where it says that she's you know she's not just a that she's you know following in her dad's footsteps. She's like an accomplished pilot. Um, that she you know she has ver- various um, ships at her disposal. Mm-hmm. You know, so and definitely um, uh, also uh, an enemy of the of, of the empire or what's left of the empire because in, right. in the later shots where we see Kira and I'm kind of jumping back and forth uh, when we see her on that brown magnum ice cream type of <laughs> speeder um, she um, she wears goggles that were made out of uh, of of the uh, the visors of a stormtrooper. Exactly the same shape. So that's very cool. She probably shot a stormtrooper and just used the helmet to fabricate her own goggles. And there is a very interesting continuity problem in the trailer. Because we see two shots and there's a jump cut between the two. The first one shows a close-up of her face and she's sitting on the speeder, right? Yep. And then the next shot, she's, fly- she's flying away. And-, and she's heading in the direction of that um, Hatties you know that gate that we saw in the in the pictures uh, so she's clearly going there for for business um however there's a difference between those two shots in the first close up shot there is an object attached to her speeder um and to me it looks like a long range gun something you would use as a snipe uh, almost a sniper rifle mm-hmm. so i'm kind of connecting the dots here so perhaps that scene is her uh, arriving on the scene, seeing Boyega being chased by this uh, Imperial probe droid. She kind of connects the dots uh, herself, thinking that, oh, well, wait a minute, this might be a, you know, he's, he's hunted by this probe droid, so he can't be an evil stormtrooper, so let me just save him. And she just shoots the probe droid. Um, and then in the other shot, the, the gun is not there. Uh, so that's probably from a different moment in, um, in the movie, I guess. Yeah, I think they're two two different um two different scenes. Yeah. Anyway, um let's go to the I think the most um let's say this this almost turned into a meme uh the next shot, which of course is that strange little droid that looks like a basketball with an R2D2 head on top of it and it spins around and at at a very high speed. Um any uh, well let me just get your take on that scene well to me the most interesting part i mean the droid is cute but the most interesting part is what's in the background mm-hmm. um there are there's a looks like an uh, engine a ship engine behind mm-hmm. it we've seen we've so, seen the engine before yes we, we saw the we, extras posing in front of it exactly and then but we also see a ship a four a ship of four engines and four stubby wings we've seen that in the concept art that leaked uh as kira's ship so yes uh, 
so it, as it's a, uh, a salvage ship is what the is how it was described. Mm-hmm. So it was, that's very interesting to see that in in that shot and that you know given the fence that's in the background, that's again within that Hutti's town or village that we that we've been talking about. Yes, and uh, everything seems to indicate that this is actually her droid. This is going to be her, you know, her pet droid in a way, similar to R two D two in um, in four, five, and six, uh, being Luke Skywalker's droid. Um, and you know what's funny about this design? Because uh, some fans were upset. It's like, what? They decapitated R two D two, and it's too cutesy. And this is, you know, uh, we're gonna get the, another toy selling movie again. A lot of people, you know, were were kind of. Hmm, hesitant as to the design of this droid. Well, I, someone that I follow um, tweeted a photo taken from a Star Wars magazine uh, interview with Rolf McQuarrie. And it was a, an interview about his early work on the Star Wars saga when George Lucas approached him to ask him, you know, can you, can you make some drawings? Because I have so much trouble selling this, pitching this to the movie studios. I need artwork so that they can visualize it, and then they will probably bite. And um, Rolf McQuarrie started to work on R2-D2, which was described uh, to him just as a small droid. And his first design, his initial design, was actually exactly what we see here. It was a ball-shaped, a round uh, um, droid, and there was a floating head on top of it. And it would have a gyroscope so that it could always stay level, in a way, and move very quickly. Um, and I, I, that makes so much sense to me that they went back to that original idea for R2-D2. What you basically want to do, I think, is uh, as a designer, you want to create something that the younger audience can embrace, a, a new droid. And R2-D2, yeah, of course we know him. But how cool is it to, to, you know, to introduce us to a new droid that can become an iconic droid for the rest of the trilogy? And then to go back to this early, early design for R2-D2, I think it's genius. I, I think uh, – I know we know that R2-D2 is in this movie. I mean that's yes, been confirmed yes. uh, that, that he's going to be there. Um, but I think you know, one of the reasons why this, this droid is here and not in the original Star Wars is it would have been impossible to make as a practical effect in 1977. Um, and so it's finally possible to have this droid. Yeah, exactly. I, I think J.J. Abrams as a, as a Star Wars geek himself – you, you relish the idea of going back into Ralph McQuarrie's original artwork, and we've seen this in, in many of the different things that we've seen, uh, you know, leaked from the set. Um, that that he really is delving into this this again, like I talked about before, this visual grammar that you know that 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 Ralph McQuarrie created to to find more treasures to 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 put on the big screen. Uh, in his Star Wars, yeah, and it's 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 almost like they're mining every bit of artwork that was ever created by Macquarie, just to create something that is stylistically uh, congruent with what we've seen in four, five, and six. Because of course, Macquarie was the 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 big you know the visual um, artist who 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 gave us the looks of of Star Wars and this kind of dirty used universe. Um, and and so and, and at the same time, because they are using all sorts of designs that were discarded and never used really for um, for four, five, and six, it it's still something new. So I found the the quote here from the uh, the interview with Macquarie, and the question that was asked him when he was still alive, that is, was did the script describe the droids or was there look something you came up with? And then he he answers, I think R two was just described as a small robot. 
I thought of him as a as running on a giant ball bearing, just as fair, a, cir- a circle, wheel-like. He had gyros, so he could go in any direction on his ball. So it's basically the the head is that's the droid, and the ball is just you know the, his his um, the the well his body or whatever you know something that helped the wheels in in a way. Um, and then he continues. Gary and George visited England to see about studios and craftsmen and so forth. And I continued to work on more paintings. And then one day George finally came back in and said, "Well, looks like this is go." Um, it's a bit unclear if that would be a statement statement about Star Wars or a statement about this particular droid. I think he was talking more about Star Wars as a as a movie, uh, and the production was a go. But um, how cool is that? That this was actually something that George Lucas himself saw and ever used. <laughs> um, it's also the colors of this droid reminds me a little bit of the new droid that is introduced in in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the the that burnt orange uh, sort of uh, matches the Tatooine in a sense. Yeah, uh, that that very you know dusty uh, you know uh, orangey uh, color. Of the of the sand, there have been some uh, designs uh, or drawings made by people. I'm not sure if this is a source or just a fan rendition, uh, but that that show us how exactly this droid is moving about, um, and it seems to indicate that the, uh, it's actually not just a, an entirely round ball, but there are. Um, it's almost as if there is a, an opening, like two halves of a ball, and the head is attached to the whatever middle middle part uh, um like the center of the of the sphere yeah i'm not sure about that because Me it neither. does move in in all directions it seems yeah that's what i was thinking in 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 a in a universe where they have uh uh hovering land speeders you know what what would be the problem of of having a floating head above a a round torso right right I guess we'll have to wait for more images. <laughs> um, so this is clearly the place where Kira goes to do business. And um, I'm, I'm thinking there will be scenes probably akin to what we saw in, um, in Star Wars 4 A New Hope, where you've got the Jawas and there's some trading going on. And, and this is also to establish Kira's character, who is um, selling these Parts that she finds all over the desert, and and tries to make a living. There are also indications that the next scene actually is uh, telling us why Kira and John Boyega's character cannot stay on that planet, uh, because the next shot that we see is of a bunch of very modern stormtroopers, mm-hmm. and man, they look cool. <laughs> I mean, isn't it genius that they took the design of the stormtroopers and it's f- fully recognizable, and yet they look so much better in a way, more modern. Yeah, they they tweaked it. They just just a little bit, just a, enough to to say time has passed. This is this is something new. I, I like that. Uh, you know, the, it's it's sticking, staying with what we know, but recognizing thirty years have gone by. Let's let's do a little something new, a little, you know, make it make it some logic. And and what they've done, really, I don't know. It makes them even creepier, and you know, the, even scarier than they were before. I mean, there's that there's something that makes it more like a like a like a almost reminds me of Schmaug, like that like a jaw of a of a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, to 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 bite you, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, exactly, and um, 
they're also interesting in that one flash that we see of those stormtroopers lining up to apparently for some kind of uh, invasion or whatever, um, is that one of the stormtroopers, the one in the middle that has the focus of the camera, is a bit short for a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> so people are speculating that that might be John Boyega's character. Um or it could just be uh, another indication that these are no longer clones. The, well, certainly if John Boyega is a stormtrooper, they're, they're no longer clones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, and and that's a relief. I think it's another departure from the um, from the uh, the prequel era because um, that I I never liked that idea of the stormtroopers being clones. It almost felt like uh, what Spielberg did with E.T., um, replacing the guns with walkie-talkies because he thought the guns looked too too violent. And uh, the the whole idea of the stormtroopers being clones would be almost a pretext by George Lucas saying, well, you know what? Yeah, there are a lot of stormtroopers dying, but they're just clones. You know, they're not real human beings. (laughs) <laughs> That's I always had a problem with uh, the Clone Wars uh, series. Is that, uh, the, you know that the, there were a few of the clones that we were supposed to you know uh, connect with. You know, mm-hmm. like Cody and some of those. But but like a lot of times they would just go, oh, it's just a bunch of clones getting killed off. So we're we're yeah. okay. Yeah, That's, that, <laughs> and, that was a problem. And yeah. and even to diversify the clones. I mean, it's, yeah, they had different haircuts and some of them had scars, but. I really started to get bored by this. It's the same head and the same voice time and again. Exactly. Um, anyway. But uh, then the next shot shows us an upgraded uh, blaster. Uh, this one has a light on it. And apparently, again, this is from rumored sources. I'm not sure about the uh, uh, reliability of, the, of it. Um, the light was added because of the video games that are going to be based on this movie. <laughs> and it looks cooler in a video game, so maybe it makes them more accurate. <laughs> well, I was thinking this is a red light, so uh, you know, this is J.J. Abrams. He's done Star Trek, so could this be uh, uh, the setting for kill instead of stun? <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, they, they, they of all the things to show in the trailer, the, this this blaster was something they decided to to include, and mm-hmm. this I'm I'm trying to figure out the reasoning behind you know the, the the choices of shots they include. What's what is what is they're trying to say? They have they have 88 mm-hmm. seconds that they're yeah. trailer here. So what are they trying to say with this? And that's that's an interesting question. I haven't come up with a satisfactory. Well, I, I'm thinking what they show us is the empire is alive, and the threat is there. These are similar shots to the ones that we saw in A New Hope at the beginning. Uh, be just before the entrance of Darth Vader, and, and I think what they're trying to uh, to to tell the audience here is this is classic Star Wars. This is what you're. This is what you've seen as a child, and this is, you know, it's back. We're back, and and that's why they show this threat. And of yeah. course, it, this, this is immediately followed again by Kira. So we've got the introduction of hero number one, or at least main character number one. We get the droid showing us, ah, oh, yeah, it's Star Wars. <laughs> Just in case we were, we were wondering about that. Um, and and the droid is 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 speeding, you know. So that it's urgency. Something is going on. Then you get the threat, the enemy. Well, it's the old enemy. It's the Empire again. And then the next shot is the is the the second main character, and it's Kira. And yeah, I think it's genius what they did. Yes, it, it creates this. Yeah, it, there's very much a sense of energy of 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 um, you, you, you know fear. You 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 you're developing this sense of fear. You don't know why, but there's this uh, you know this 
something something is wrong. That's that's what you get. Like something yeah. is wrong. Yeah. Um, one of the things that it shows us with this new armor, this new blaster, the the empire isn't just an old remnant of you know living off of the the old stuff from thirty years ago. It's new. It's innovating. It's this is a a, a force that is it's a pardon the pun a force that is still alive and yes. and doing things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's back with a vengeance. <laughs> That's clear. Um, let's take a short break here, and uh, then we will move over to um, the next part of the teaser trailer. That includes X-Wing fighters. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but uh, before we continue, let me briefly mention that currently, um, over at the StarQuest Production Network, which is the network that hosts this show as well as many other shows, um, is currently doing its uh, winter fun drive. And we have a, a bit of a problem, and that is that we are our costs for hosting the shows and distributing them and uh, for the website are actually higher than um, the do- donations that we get from our listeners. And that is why we told each other we need to do something we need to ask for a bit of help and so if you like this show and you want to encourage us to to continue this uh in all the months that lead up to the premiere of star wars 7 um and if you can miss it of course uh, we would really uh appreciate it if you could um come to our to our rescue and uh and and uh send us a small donation uh, you know if you can spare a cup of coffee a month or something like that um on our website uh, sqpn.com we've got um uh, an entry for donations and you can set up a, a, a micro payment and if enough of our listeners do that we can actually continue our show so just a reminder we're all doing this as as volunteers but there are some real costs that we have to make in terms of you know being able to get these shows to you so uh, um, your your um, your help in return is very much appreciated uh, to quote a certain princess from a galaxy far far away you are our only hope <laughs> back to star wars and back to the next shot of Oh my gosh, the inside of the new X-Wing fighter. Who's that guy sitting there? That is uh, the actor Oscar Isaac, one of the, the actors we knew we were going to be in this. So we know that Oscar Isaac plays a good guy because he's certainly uh, he's got the, the rebel insignia on, oh, yeah. uh, on his helmet. So uh, that's, that's uh, clear. The, the, this was a shot that reminded me a lot of the interior uh, of the um, snow speeders in... Um, Empire Strikes Back, and it's probably because the outside is is clearly in. A, this is out in the open. This is this is in daylight, so you get that same color. But the helmet is very different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at an image of uh, a similar image of Luke in the uh, in his X-wing, uh, and it's it's it is a very similar image. Let's see here. Uh, uh, although, what, what may, what's interesting is is that you know in Luke's X-wing, there's a lot more. Um, stuff behind them there's mm-hmm. the tubes and pipes and wires and things this is much sleeker it's uh yes you know th- there's less clutter here still get the targeting computer uh exactly it, it, that's what i was about to mention the the, the the one that flips open in front of your face if you need to you know aim for whatever you know exhaust board the helmet's a little different no chin strap mm-hmm. on it uh, you know so so just you know i mean uh, without getting too into too much detail it's it's modernized it's newer it's like we said, it's it's sleeker. Time has passed, and so there's 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 a a new um, progression in 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 the, you know this is a, a X-wing helmet 2.0. Yeah, so we say. Did you notice the arabesque on the on the life vest that he's wearing? 
Yes, yes, so down lo- the lower right there. It's upside down, and it's it actually says <laughs> this is the the power of the of the fans. They translated <laughs> this, and it's uh, what is it? Pull to inflate. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense that it's upside down because, of course, if you are in the water and you look at the uh, at the writings, you need to be able to read it. <laughs> well, like- that's that's just something interesting. That this is this is a, you know an X wing flies in space. Yes. So you know you wouldn't normally be wearing a life vest in space mm-hmm. unless you know the flying low over water is a thing that you normally do. And that's exactly what we see in the next scene. These X-Wing fighters are flying over water in a very, well, it kind of reminded me of Scotland, the, the, the mountains in the background. This must be, you know, one of the new planets. Perhaps this is the planet uh, that will also have the rebel base. We saw those, you know, aerial photos. Right, the drone. Sure, yeah, that has to be, you know, the the taking taking place. Uh, that has to take place in the same, you know, on the same planet. My question was, what are they doing? Why are they flying there? Right. I mean, this uh, this is like a classic come in low, low and fast uh, attack pattern. Yeah, that's what it would say to me. That uh, and remember, we've we've seen um, stuff that talked about a pirate base. So maybe mm-hmm. they're clearing out a nest of pirates. Or something. Oh, that would be awesome! And they're flying, literally flying under the radar. Yes, literally. That's why they're so close over the water. And it's such a cla- another classic J.J. Abrams shot. You see the far starfighter come in first, and then as the shot progresses, the closest one kind of comes in very close to the camera mm-hmm. uh, as we look at it. And and these are the new X wings where they oh, have yeah. the the wings are canted. They 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 when they're closed, they don't they don't form a straight line. They're still a bit of an X shape to them, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. And <laughs> the engine the splits in the middle. Yes. And and I was puzzled because that, that seemed like almost a regression in terms of design. And then I thought about it. It's like, no, wait a minute. It's actually, this could be a newer model because, of course, now you've got four engines, mm-hmm. which are being, which you could control individually, probably. So, or at least it's it's not really an engine, but it is, um, it's where the, the, the air enters, I guess. Really intake, yes. Yeah, so so could this mean that 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 would actually make the the X wing even more maneuverable because you now have four of those you know entries that you can modify and and and, and use. I don't know. I think that there has to be also even a technical reason for this design. Well, the old X wing it still had four engines, but they didn't That's split true. in That's the true. middle like that. Um, there was just this one, or actually there were two round things two on the wings, on right? Side. Yeah. Yeah. Two round things. I mean, what, again, it says to me, you know, it's advanced. It's it's smaller. Mm-hmm. It's sleeker. It's it's um, you know, they've they've progressed technically, and yeah. and this is so it's smaller but with more power, perhaps. Um, so you know, again, that we're they're trying to I think convey the sense of time has passed. We're not still you know, there's still a connection to the to the X wing end end, but prior to that, to the Z ninety five and the other stuff we mm-hmm. saw from the prequels, there's this there's this connection of time passing. And 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 a, a continuity through them, so that there is a definite, you know, visual connection between, you know, just like we have in the in in the in you know uh, the American Air Force, we have mm-hmm. an F four, we have an F you know uh, fourteen, yeah. we have the F eighteen, the F twenty two. They're all different planes, but they you can see their commonalities. I mean, they all have wings, of course, but but there's a progression, a design progression uh, as we become more advanced through it, and I think we're seeing that with the X wings here, and you know. Uh, you know, I know that X-wing up and down, backwards and forwards, because I drew a million of them on my notebooks as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> those in, in Battlestar Galactica Vipers. Uh, so uh, you know, it's it's so cool to see to see them again like this. Uh, and, and you know, I can't wait till my own kids can 
can experience them like I did. I mean, oh just, boy, uh, yeah. That's the one I got to you know, to take a you know just a, a quick digression for a second. This is the thing that gets me really excited is that by December 2015, um, my boys, at least the oldest uh, boy Ben, will be old enough I think to take him to the movies mm-hmm. and and to have let him experience. <sighs> this movie with me like I did oh, uh, I don't know I, I think maybe um, one of my girls will like it uh, my uh-huh. oldest I don't she gets a little uh, tense at tense scenes so so maybe she wouldn't want to but it would be so exciting to take them yes. and let them experience this like I did uh, to you know and to see it like like brand new through their eyes and uh, so this is why seeing this stuff just you know just gets me so excited you might be on the verge of uh, the rest of their childhood you know where it will be dominated by Star Wars just like our childhood was dominated by Star Wars exactly the fact that they are flying over the water it was another thing that made me think um, we know that the Scenes that were shot on this island, uh, this Irish was it an Irish island? Skellig Michael. Yeah, Skellig Michael. Um, that was also a place, a rocky place, uh, separate island, surrounded by water. I'm thinking this might be the same planet. I don't see any snow on these hills, right. so it's clearly another place. Uh, as the the shot that we see next after this with the uh, hooded figure, yep. um, so. Could this be also the planet where we will see um, Mark Hamill's character, Luke Skywalker? Because that is something we know for sure, that both Kira and and Luke Skywalker, or what's left of him, are, you know, on that on that Skellig Island. Right. We talked about that in our, in our last podcast where uh, what what is on that island is perhaps a an old temple of some sort where there's a confrontation with... A baddie, perhaps, and somebody else, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's it's a castle. It's clearly yeah. a castle, and there have been yeah. some more uh, spy reports uh, about the artwork um, and the scenes that w- might be filmed uh, there. And uh, we're actually going into spoiler, big spoiler territory here. Uh, right. We've been um, we've been discussing the 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 role of Luke Skywalker and whether he would be evil or it would just be something that we think um, and. So according these, to these reports, the, the, the situation is like this. Luke Skywalker uh, has grown in, in his, you know, in, in the Force, but it is, the Force is almost too big for him and he can't control it anymore. It's a bit like Frozen. <laughs> and he's so afraid that he will harm uh, his friends that he is now living uh, on that island in that castle and uh, he's literally hiding under this cloak, and uh, there might be a mask, and his his arm is is you know the the skin on his mechanical arm has has peeled off. So it's he's a person he he has gone mad in a way, or at least he's 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 afraid. And that might also be the reason that the universe in, is in this big this much of a trouble, because well that's why because Luke didn't continue to to uh, you know rebuild the jedi order that that this new enemy has has risen right. and so uh, the um the the scene that we saw in some of the um uh, artwork uh photos where you see this female character being embraced almost by this monstrous hooded figure uh, you would think, oh gosh, Luke Skywalker has fallen to the dark side, or it might be the moment when we discover, and this might be actually the biggest revelation of the of the entire movie, that 
that um, that that is the moment that he tells Kira, because I assume that the female uh, character is Kira, uh, that he is not evil and he is he is Luke Skywalker, you know, the person that they've been searching for for most of the movie. Something like that. Because in the background of one of those sketches, and these have not been published online, um, apparently you see uh, three people standing there. One is carrying a blue lightsaber. Mm-hmm. The second character that is standing in the background is an alien. Uh, s- s- kind of a small a small alien, on, uh, but uh, standing up, uh, upright. And then there is uh, this basketball droid, which makes sense. If it's Kira, then of course her droid is also coming along. Uh, and, and they seem to be ready to attack, uh, indicating that they perceive this hooded character as a threat, especially because he, he now has a hold of, of Kira. But that might be the moment that actually he tells her, like, I am your uncle or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, anyway, back to, the, back to the, the teaser trailer. The next scene, of course, is the, the one that everybody talked about. And I've 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 stopped counting the memes that were based on the on the lightsaber. Right. We see a black forest. This is filmed in the black in Black Park, which is an area a forest actually in the UK that was also used for um uh, for the Harry Potter uh, movie, especially the first Harry Potter movie where they go into the forest and they find the unicorn. Um, it's very close to Pinewood Studios, and it's got this very distinctive um, pattern of trees that are very wide apart, and that's exactly what we see here. And if you if you go back to the first Harry Potter movie and you you pause those scenes, you will recognize it's exactly the same forest. The only difference is that it's snowing, um, and well, we see a hooded figure. Mm. And all of a sudden we hear the hum of a lightsaber and it's red and it's huge. And then we get the two side sabers. <laughs> the, the laser hilt. <laughs> it's a, it's kind of like a broadsword. And of course, people have been talking a lot about the functionality of that. Because if it if if the the side things are how, how would you call that? The hilt? Yeah. If that was there to protect the hand then it's not very effective because if you cut close enough to the to the blade then you can still cut through <laughs> like you, we see with Darth Maul where the lightsaber is cut in half at one point mm. so well, i don't know the lightsaber is is not the most practical of all weapons uh, i think anyway i mean yeah. certainly it, since it can cut through anything it merely touches <laughs> there, there have to be a lot of accidents with lightsabers I in guess the Star so. Wars universe. Well, that's why they but, have to be wielded by by experienced Jedi knights, right? Exactly. Don't don't play with don't play with a lightsaber if you're not a Jedi. And a very uh, established element, I think, of the whole lightsaber um, uh, history in Star Wars universe is that a Jedi makes his own lightsaber, right? Right. It's it's part that, of the initiation, right? And then it reflects something of the light of the of the of the creator. So yes, that the, the the personality of the creator is in the lightsaber in some of, of, in some way. Now, and there is something really peculiar uh, going on here in this scene because if you look closely at the stills, you will notice that this is not a regular lightsaber. Mm-mm. This this looks almost like. Um, you know, uh, something you would cobble together in in your local Star Wars Home Depot. You know, using all sorts of uh, 
uh, crappy uh, elements and this almost looks like it this is this is a, a very primitive light, lightsaber so not really made by a jedi but perhaps by someone who admires the dark jedi well and the 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 blade itself the hilt itself i mean they they look more like flame than laser i mean yes. they're not smooth yeah. they're they're jagged and rough and um and this cloaked figure um we've there's actually spy photos mm-hmm. of a uh, that that were um leaked of a figure carrying this very lightsaber. Yes. We see him from the front. Um, and it is this, a, 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 um, a person wearing a mask, and it's sort of a smooth mask with a slit through it. And it's a smooth, and it's mm-hmm. kind of long face with a slit where the eyes would be. So, you know, we, we've heard tell of a, you know, sort of a half man cyborg sort of person, a lot like Darth Vader, um, who might be the villain, who might be this character we're talking about at the end of the movie on Skellig Michael, yeah. where, you know, the well, shot so, there. Some people call him the uh, a Sith Inquisitor. Mm. And well, it, would be, it would be the same character that is holding Darth Vader's helmet. There's, there's been another photo of the, or a picture, and I'm not sure if it's concept art or a real still from the movie, but you see that same scene with a face that almost looks like a Terminator. And he's holding that broken helmet of Darth Vader. So this might be uh, an admirer of 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 dark Darth Vader and of the dark side of the Force, who kind of tries to revive the dark Force and and also creating his own kind of makeshift lightsaber. Now, someone points out that this person is right-handed, mm-hmm. uh, and that, or or at least they filmed it that way. But mm-hmm. it's right-handed, and uh, Adam Driver is right-handed. Of course, a lot of people are right-handed, so that's <laughs> yeah. Doesn't tell us a lot, but there's something about the like it, the way that the the character moves here. He's mm-hmm. kind of like not stumbling forward, but kind of lurching forward, yeah. and then just kind of stops. And he lights it with sort of like this anger, like yeah, a, oh like yeah, tent, just kind of a shake. It's you know like the, as he as he lights it. There's this very much an emotion in here, uh, and this is when the voiceover. And we really haven't talked much about the mm-hmm. content of the voiceover. Yeah, the voiceover talks you know, says the dark side, uh, and so you know we're we're told. By the voiceover, this is the dark side. This is the embodiment of the dark side right here in this scene. Exactly. And then, of course, you you have to wonder if, if you know, we've got this hooded uh, character. And then there are, it's likely that Luke Skywalker's character also is hooded and, and partially masked. So this could be the same person. Or mm-hmm. what the movie might try to make us believe for the duration of the movie until the last reveal of, of Luke Skywalker, that that this is the apprentice and the other guy might be the master. Mm. You know, that's kind of a, it's a theory, but that would explain why the both why both of them have a similar look. But if, if this character is wearing this, this mask and he's actually, you know, fighting there because, the, the, you know, you don't light up your lightsaber for nothing, <laughs> then um, I'm, I'm guessing that the reveal that there is another <laughs> and that we are made to believe that it's Luke Skywalker um, or Luke Skywalker's character, um, that makes sense to me. And, and actually the movie might end with the idea, with the revelation that, no, it wasn't Luke Skywalker. Um who was kind of the, the the master, but there there is another one, and who that will be, it's something that we will discover later. I don't know. Right, I, I'm I'm kind of hoping you know because we are we're in a trilogy, so I'm hoping that this movie is setting up 
this bigger arc, this bigger, you know, that, that we haven't yet seen who the, the real bad guy is here yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be, that should be a lot of fun. And, and one of the things about this trilogy, which is different from other trilogies shot recently, like say the Hobbit trilogies is they're not being shot, you know, like one movie. Mm-hmm. Like the Hobbit yeah. was. Yeah. These are three separate movies, three strip scripts, three directors. So, you know, we're definitely going to have, you know, it's going to be distinct one from the next. And so it's going to, it's very interesting. It's going to see how this movie sets up the next. Yes. Um, we don't really see in these few scenes what he is, what he's walking towards. You know, why, why is he uh, getting ready for a fight? Mm. There, there is a, a, something in the, on the left side of this character, and I first I, th- I thought it was just a bunch of branches, um, but now I'm thinking, you know what? Could th- could there be a ship or something that crashed there? Is that what he's walking towards? It's it's very hard to uh, to tell, mm. but there has to be an enemy <laughs> in this forest, and it could actually be. Well, we've seen some other um, uh, photos of, of of blurry artwork that that I think shows the same character, right? Um, yeah. In the background, and there is. Um, who was that in the foreground? Is it Kira in the foreground with a lightsaber? Yeah, and John and John Boyega's character. John Boyega's character. character. Uh, yes, and they're in 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 battle with with this with this character. Yeah. So we can assume that they that they're the ones. They're either hunting him, they're hunting him down, or he's tracking them, and he's about to just you know they're hiding perhaps somewhere in the in the in this area of the trees, and he's finding them. You know, he's yeah. Found them. It's almost as if he's looking for them. You uh, know what it reminds me? This is the thing. I'm sorry. The thing mm-hmm. it reminded me of suddenly. This watching about it reminds me of Jack Nicholson's character in um, uh, the the Shining. The Shining. This you know, the, especially at the end of that movie where he's lurching about through the oh. the, the outdoor maze in the snow, you know, looking for for uh, his son. Uh, and it's the same sort of movements. I mean, it's the same sort of uh, – it, it evokes the same sort of feeling, which wouldn't surprise me that J.J. Abrams might even just be intentionally doing that, where you know you, you want to get this idea of this this crazed maniac chasing you. I mean, yeah. that's that's how it feels like, you know, just seeing this, this brief seconds. It, it, it's very clearly – it's this crazed maniac hunting you down through, through a cold, dark forest at night. Um it, it it touches a it's some sort of primeval uh, fear center in in our brain. Mm-hmm. And the question, of course, is what, why, why the chase? Why the anger? What what is this person after? What are the motivations? And I'm thinking that this might be different from the stormtroopers that we saw that are clearly preparing for a fight. I think that th- those are probably going after John Boyega. But why would they go after John Boyega? Perhaps he's got plans, and that would be very Star Wars, A New Hope-like, if he had stolen something from the Empire. Or he might have an artifact. Um, And there were rumors about this Sith Inquisitor, this hood figure, um, hunting down, um, you know, dark side artifacts as well. You know, he's he's kind of a collector. He wants to revive the dark side. And that seems to be very likely to me considering the the contents of the voiceover which is very much like something is awakening you know right. and and it's it's coming back but it's not yet there it's not established it's growing and if this character this this evil dude is the is the uh uh the concentration of that of that revival of the dark side it kind of makes sense that it's not yet entirely there and it would make also make sense that he's he's trying to find those secrets and mm-hmm. I don't know. 
or or he might too be looking for Luke Skywalker now that I think of it. Right. You know, him Luke Skywalker being the master and the um in a way the um the symbol of the light side. So is is that what everybody's after? Right. And the, the thing is, you know, in the, in these in these types of stories, what the classically what do they what does the 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 main characters have? They either they're either looking for or they're trying to get away with information or an artifact, or something like that, and that's that's a classic element of this. It's like you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and other things like that. You know, you're either mm-hmm. looking for uh, an item, or you're trying to escape with an item or knowledge. Yeah. Uh, the original Star Wars, it was the battle plans of the Death Star. So, you know, that that makes t- complete sense. I mean, this is the thing about this trailer; it doesn't really tell us what the movie's about, mm-hmm. <laughs> except the Force Awakens. And so, you know, what is, you know, what is the motivation? Why, you know, what is John Boyega's character? escaping from what is Kira uh, going to what is she trying to find why are these enemies after them that, and that's the thing that the, that we're really you know it there's nothing that spoils us about this this trailer <laughs> because it doesn't tell us very much about the about the the movie um, but it's it's very interesting that the the voiceover says the force awakens you know the force awakens um, both the dark and then immediately after this the light and so what we're, what we're hearing is is Yes, the dark side is of the force is awakening and gathering strength, but so is the light side. Yes, uh, and so I think that kind of um, feeds uh, that argument that we have that like Luke Skywalker, we're not going to see him till the end, mm-hmm. and it, that's going to be the setup for the rest of the trilogy. Of okay, you know, we start with oh, the dark darkness is gathering, the dark, the gloom, the bad guys are getting stronger, and at the end is that little bit of a new hope, so to speak, where. And so is the light. And so it should be very interesting to see that, mm-hmm. to see if that bears out. Well, I'm thinking of the first scene of Star Wars after the crawl. Uh, that might actually be the the TIE fighters. Um, and perhaps there is a bigger ship that the TIE fighters come from and they will descend to the, the sandy planet uh, for that pursuit. Perhaps we will even see the Millennium Falcon in the first shot <laughs> or we will see it later. I don't know. Uh, but it could totally be that that try, kind of putting things upside down. You think that the TIE fighters are evil, but no, it's John Boyega's character and he's actually, <laughs> you know, he's defecting and he's... Right. So you have that immediate opposition of a rebel and, and the evil empire and uh, and that sets the tone for the entire movie. Mm. That is, I think, what a lot of people refer to that have visited the set and know a little bit more about the story when they said, um, uh, this is, this, J.J. Uh, Abrams is doing the, all the right things. <laughs> You know, this feels very, very right. Um, There is one other um, rumor um, that I wanted to mention here briefly and has to do with the stormtroopers that we saw in the teaser trailer. Uh, There is a a spy photo of a set that they built at um, Pinewood Studios of um, a small village, kind of hodgepodge. And apparently there is some kind of a... Uh, there, there is a resistance um, and they call them the Wicker Man. So there's a guy with a white skin and it looks very scary but they have have rifles um and they apparently fight these stormtroopers and uh the stormtroopers uh, set the whole thing on fire as well as the um Hatties trading post that that trading post is also going to be destroyed and that makes total sense that they burn the uh, you know everything that holds Kira back you know that, that that her if she has no place to trade her goods she she can't make a living anymore so it it literally just like in 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 a new hope 
uh, her old life has to be over for her to engage in that adventure. That's what I think. Anyway, the, the, the light side. And then we see the Millennium Falcon. And that's the best part <laughs> of the trailer. Although, as, as, as purists fans will always do, they find something to complain about. And apparently, um, Han has upgraded the radar system on the, uh, the Millennium Falcon. And now instead of a round radar dish, it is now a rectangular radar yeah. dish. Yeah. So what's the problem? I mean, we know that he's been constantly upgrading the thing. Exactly. It's still a hunk of junk with, uh, made from salvage of a dozen starships, so why not? Yeah, he might just have had a, a new DirecTV subscription or something like that that required <laughs> him to replace the dish. <laughs> but uh, it, it still very much looks like the Millennium Falcon, but I loved with, with the little details that made it so realistic, mm. like the, the, um, the vapor trails yes. like when, it, when it turns around. I mean, it's like you're really, you've got the feeling that you're looking at a real spaceship. The the art of this this sort of thing has progressed so much, and it's just huh. so great to watch this. It's, I mean, the 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 even the handheld feel of the of the camera, mm-hmm. uh, which we know this is an entirely digital shot, but it's it's this, it's handheld feel, which comes from I think uh, Top Gun back in nineteen eighty six when they mounted cameras on real you know fighter jets to film those aerial scenes, and it's that it's that same feel. It's it it, it tells us this is real. This this motion uh, that someone's hand tracking the shot, um, and so yeah. it just it, it just gives it that that extra oomph, that 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 little bit extra, and I love it. And 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 as we mentioned before, the maneuver, that that is fantastic. It's exactly the kind of stuff that you expect the 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 Millennium Falcon to to do. And he he scrapes that belly right off. <laughs> like he comes so close to, uh, to 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 bouncing it off the desert surface. It's awesome. And then you get that final shot with the two Tie Fighters flying towards it, firing these green lasers. And uh, again, it's a bit unclear who who fires at who. Uh, the Millennium Falcon is not firing at all, I guess. Which but would... both are shooting. Uh, both TIE fighters are definitely yeah. shooting. Uh, well, and uh, that would be strange because they're actually uh, one is behind the other. So if if the the one that's behind is shooting as well, yeah. then that that's kind of the theory that I have that that one TIE fighter is shooting at the other. He's a little lower, so he's got he's got a shot. Yeah, I mean, it's but not still, a, it's kind of it's kind of risky. Shot, but, yeah, it's a risky <laughs> shot. But they are both definitely shooting at the Falcon. Well, so. and the Millennium Falcon is not shooting, which would be logical if there's only one person flying the thing. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. Well, tell me about that last sound that we hear in the trailer. Well, at the very end, after everything, in the darkness of the uh, of the trailer, uh, after we see Star Wars in two thousand in December two thousand fifteen, we hear a lightsaber ignite and uh it's been confirmed good morning america had a segment this morning and they they had some some inside information since they're also a disney company uh or from a you know part mm-hmm. of a disney company and so yeah. they said that that is luke skywalker's lightsaber from a new hope wow. so what again that kind of feeds into what you and i have been talking about which is that you know uh, luke skywalker in the end you know comes for, comes comes back to save the day maybe that but, would be but, awesome. but luke skywalker made a new lightsaber in 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 uh, Return of the Jedi, a, a green one. Well, I think perhaps it's meant to be distinctive. I mean, it may uh-huh. not necessarily be in the movie that way. Um, you know, it, it. Remember, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, his original lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who who originally owned that? Ah, Darth Vader. 
Darth Vader did too. So you know, before he was Darth Vader, you know, that was it was you know uh, Obi Wan was clear. This is Anakin's uh, lightsaber, and he made it, it. You know, and he always made that distinction between Anakin and Darth Vader. So um, it was probably Anakin's uh, lightsaber from before, because um, remember mm-hmm. uh, Obi Wan picks it up from yeah. uh, the platform there. So um, so it's it's not really Darth Vader's per se, but Anakin's. Uh, so what are we? You know, what is the message there? I don't know. Is it the 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 lightsaber being passed from generation to generation, perhaps mm-hmm. something like that? It is amazing how much they were able to cram into this uh, very very short uh, trailer. There's one enigma that remains, and that is we know that it's Andy Serkis's voice that we hear. It's not Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, it didn't surprise me at all, by the way. Some people are like, that sounds nothing like Andy Serkis, but they think of, uh, you know, Gollum or something. <laughs> but he's actually, a, he's a great actor, and um, he can do a lot of different voices. Yep. I, th- I think I've even heard him in one of those talk shows where he's imitating other people, and, you know, he's very versatile. Yep. Um, but this, the type of voice, it's very dark, but it also sounds wise in a way. This is someone who is explaining the state of the universe. And my thought was, this sounds like a Yoda type of character. A new Force-sensitive master, guide, whatever it is, explaining what's going on, you know? It doesn't have to be the bad guy, you know? It doesn't no, mean no, that- no. Actually, I don't think it is. Yeah, it's it could be a, a new... Yeah, a, a new Yoda, as you say, uh, a new Jedi master sort. Well, I'm you know, thinking, I'm thinking of that third person that was in one of, in the artwork at Luke Skywalker's um, castle. It's all based on assumption here. Um, it, that is an alien character, uh, right. CGI, probably. So, mm-hmm. what if that small alien is, you know, is is carrying that voice? It would be a bit strange because you expect someone huge, but. <laughs> Right, well, it could work. I mean, it could work de- depending on how you do it. I mean, this is uh, breaking the mold a bit. I mean, Yoda himself was when we first saw him. It was a uh, he was he kind of broke the mold. How could this little you know swamp creature be a, a Jedi Master? Yeah. Uh, so you know we we got to be prepared to to break the mold a bit. Well, and at least the one who voices this trailer is someone who can sense the the Force. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make sense. Do you feel it? You know, right. so it it, it it's got to be something similar, and it makes sense because that too was such a vital ingredient for the original trilogy. Um, and in one way or another, uh, Qui Gon Jinn and, and Obi Wan Kenobi didn't really evoke that same feeling in the prequels. You kind of right. miss that source of wisdom, and it, it would. So it would make sense because it's Andy Serkis. He, he can do a voice, but he can also do the motion capture. And you won't you won't hire Andy Serkis for just two seconds of work, right? The, 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 it, it's got to be something big, and it makes sense that it. Well, anyway, that 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 it's his voice that we hear. It, it to me it indicates that um, that that he's got a a pivotal role. Uh, one last thing about the the teaser trailer, and then we need to wrap up. It shows none of the original actors. Yes. Why no, would that be? No, no R2D2. R2-D2 no, <laughs> exactly. No, nothing. The only thing we get from the original is the Millennium Falcon yeah. itself. 
and the Tie Fighters. Tie Fighters. I, I think I think it's a clear message. This is a this is this is not a remake of Star Wars. And remember, not everyone is is following every rumor as, as obsessively as we are. Mm-hmm. So people may have heard about you know uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and, Luke, and and Mark Hamill signing on. And 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 if they were prominent in this trailer, maybe they people would get the impression that this was just sort of a you know uh, old folks home romping through the universe. Uh, with all respect to our, our the, the great actors, yeah, but uh, but. This it clearly says this is a new generation uh, with roots in the old, and it's going to be a, a an exciting romp, uh, you know, adventure uh, that we're gonna we're gonna see. They, you know, we don't we we have no idea the prominence of any of these these actors in the in the new movie. I mean, are they going to be at all pivotal? Are they going to be have more than just a few minutes on screen here and there? Uh, that'll be an interesting question. I guess they'll have to. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't halt production for a month because of uh, of uh, Harrison Ford's injury. But uh, it's, hope. It, there is a lot that is not revealed. And, and I am amazed to see how well they are communicating this movie. It's, it's such a fine line uh, between telling people too much and 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 making people frustrated because they don't show enough. They showed exactly what we what we needed to see. But at the same time, I think J.J. Abrams with his poker face is 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 holding the cards close to his chest for yes. the rest of the story. Definitely. And we will try to try to <laughs> break through that poker phase because <laughs> we still have an, a year before we will see this movie. And there will be more trailers, but there'll also be more. There won't be more spy photos from the set because they've wrapped production. Although they'll probably be, still have pickups and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see what kind of rumors and, and spy photos and whatnot we can uh, that the uh, the various uh, rumor sites can get. But uh, but it, there'll be there'll undoubtedly be more trailers between yeah. now and next December. This trailer, in a way, also kind of validates uh, what we've been doing. Um, some people told us, "Why would you talk about these spoilers?" And I think that at one point we said. There's probably nothing that we talk about right now that won't be revealed before the movie comes out. And, well, look at what they show us in this trailer. The Millennium Falcon, the X-Wing fighters, and you know what? It's not saying much. That's it's right. It's something that we just need to expect. And uh, But the, 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 the true story, what's truly going on, that's, I think, the big, the big reveal that will be uh, uh, kept for, for December. All right, well, that is the end of our in-depth discussion of the teaser trailer hopefully we were able to add something to the table because we have lots of Star Wars friends that are also doing a terrific job with their websites and and podcasts and I'm a huge fan of all the I mean this so much feels like the olden days you know and we we fans there we, we could never get enough Star Wars <laughs> and the fan world is coming alive in a, in a way that I I didn't see I didn't think I would I would relive this uh, in my life but we are, and we're in the middle of it. Um, Dom, where can people follow you on um, on the social networks? Well, they can find me at, uh, they can go to my website, betnet.com, B-E-T-T-N-E-T.com, and you'll see links to my Facebook and Twitter and various things there. And I'm on sqpn.com, and I do a whole bunch of shows that are all listed there. And you can follow me, Father Roderick, um, uh, on Twitter, and also on Facebook. I'm Roderick Von Hogan. The links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.